Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Family Law Talk. Family Law Talk. Presented by Kirk Stangy of Stangy Law Firm, PC, with offices in the Midwest. Stangy Law Firm is a family law firm. Now, here's your host, Kirk Stangy. Welcome to Family Law Talk. We have an interesting topic today. The topic is appropriate dress code for court. And this is based on an article that we have on FamilyLawHeadquarters.com dated May 14, 2017. And the title of that article is How Should I Dress in Court? So definitely as a follow-up to the episode today, go on over to FamilyLawHeadquarters.com and check out this article. You'll find a hyperlink uh, below the episode uh, as well if you're listening to this on Black Talk Radio. Well, welcome everybody. Again, a very interesting topic and, and really an important one, I think, to cover because a lot of parties, when they have a court date coming up, stress about a lot of things, right? Um, there can just be stress, obviously, about the court date itself in terms of what's going to happen for clients going through a divorce or family law matter. Uh, they might feel like their life is hanging in the balance, and that obviously can worry them a whole lot, uh, cause angst, right, uh, be terribly stressful. And then parties can stress about little things, too, like, you know, where do I park when I get there? I mean, it's a little thing. And oftentimes, I think as attorneys, we can forget about it. But to, to an average client who doesn't go to court regularly, where to park is a big, big deal. Uh, how to get there, right? As attorneys, we go to court. We go to court uh, regularly, at least a lot of attorneys do. And, and, and attorneys are used to going to particular courthouses generally, right? And, and they know how to get there. But for clients, uh, they can even stress about that. Uh, they might stress about what time to leave, you know, because when parties go to a workplace, for example, they're used to traffic in terms of how long it takes. But if they're going to someplace different, like a court date, uh, that can cause them worry. But then uh, another big issue that can come into play for a lot of parties is how do I dress in court? In other words, what do I wear? Uh, what's required? And for parties who go to court regularly, um, you know, this might not be a big thing, right? And as attorneys, obviously, we know we've got to dress uh, professionally in the courtroom. Uh, as an attorney should, but for a party going through divorce or family law matter, they might not have any assumptions in terms of what to wear uh, in the courtroom, what's appropriate, what isn't appropriate, um, whether or not it, it makes a difference, right? Will this have an impact on a case in terms of uh, the outcome, in terms of what I'm wearing to court and what, what I'm not wearing to court? And so, again, an important question and one I definitely wanted to cover because uh, clients ask this question uh, quite a bit, and so let's jump into it. I mean, truth be told, uh, different judges uh, have their own pet peeves as it relates to dress code, right? Uh, some judges might have uh, higher standards uh, in mind in terms of what they expect uh, from clients coming in their courtroom uh, than perhaps other judges. And so it's certainly critical that a party you know, have this discussion um, uh, with their attorney in terms of this particular judge. Um, you know, what, what's this judge's standards? Uh, is this a judge that's offended uh, if, if a party isn't dressed up for the court date? Or is this judge much more tolerant, right? So that, that's important. And so, you know, in terms of painting a uniform rule, um, I'll give some suggestions in terms of what not to wear because there's certain things that are just risky and can get parties in trouble. But in terms of, you know, what to wear and what the standard exactly is, again, it's different for different judges. So this is definitely an appropriate conversation for an attorney and a client to have about it. Um, but let me give you sort of the general, general rule, which is, uh, 
uh, when in doubt, right? So if you're a client out there and you've got a court date coming up, right, it's almost always better to overdress than underdress, right? So let me say that again. Uh, it's almost always better to overdress than underdress. So when in doubt, right, step up, step up the dress code a little bit, right? Dress a little nicer uh, than you think might be required. I can, I can tell the listeners um, I have just never seen a judge in my career hold it against a party for overdressing to court or dressing really nice to court. So dressing nice, overdressing uh, isn't, uh, isn't ever really going to be held against a client. On the other hand, if a client uh, underdresses into the courtroom, uh, then I have seen cases where uh, uh, the judge uh, is seemingly put off by it, right? Uh, maybe somewhat offended, maybe thinks that uh, this individual isn't taking the court date seriously or that this isn't a priority in their life. You know, otherwise, they would have dressed uh, a lot nicer than they did, right? So, again, take that rule. It's a good rule of thumb, even outside of court. Uh, just in most people's personal lives, which is better to overdress and underdress. If you overdress, right, um, uh, most people aren't going to hold that against you. But if you underdress, right, uh, that could be uh, uh, problematic theoretically. Uh, some things I've seen in my career uh, that some judges are offended by, and I would just say, again, generally no, right? Maybe some judges are tolerant of this. Maybe some judges aren't offended by this, uh, but in a general sense, right, why take the risk? Well, why come into the courtroom uh, wearing items that uh, reasonably could offend a judge? So things like jeans, I mean, I'd say generally a bad idea uh, for a court date. I certainly wouldn't advise a client uh, to come into a family court uh, wearing jeans. I'd say generally a bad idea. Uh, shorts, um, uh, again, uh, generally just a bad idea. Uh, in a courtroom, generally something a party uh, isn't going to want to wear in court, right? So generally shorts, uh, no, very risky. Judge might not like it. You know, T-shirts, um, again, you know, for most individuals, don't, don't do T-shirts. T-shirts, risky. You know, better to wear a shirt that's collared of some kind. Uh, uh, you know, collared shirts generally come off much more professional, uh, show that a party's taking the court date seriously. Uh, T-shirts uh, generally too casual uh, for for courtroom. You know, sandals or flip-flops again generally too casual for courtroom uh, could have the potential of giving an impression that a party's not taking the court date seriously. So sandals, flip-flops uh, generally a bad idea. You know, tennis shoes uh, generally too casual. I tell parties you know generally don't do. Obviously, uh, tennis shoes in the courtroom, uh, theoretically, that could be uh, problematic. And, again, it could paint a perspective of the judge that maybe the client isn't taking uh, a court date uh, seriously, right? So, and you could go through a list of other clothing as well uh, that would just be of a very casual nature uh, that generally is risky, that could stand the chance of offending a judge, and just generally uh, uh, not uh, not a good idea. So <clears throat> in terms of court dates, uh, apart from that general rule uh, that I gave individuals that overdressing generally better than underdressing, uh, let me give you a, a couple of uh, uh, other sort of metaphors, if you will, which might, uh, might be useful for you. Think of a court date like a job interview, right? If you're going into a job interview uh, for a professional job, uh, what would you wear to that job interview? Uh, to really give the best impression, to really put your best foot forward um, in terms of uh, getting that position. And if I think if you take, 
if you take that mantra in, in mind uh, and you wear it to court what, what you might wear uh, to a job interview, uh, I think generally uh, speaking, uh, you're going to uh, be in pretty good shape, right? Um, and in, in a minimum, I would say, uh, you know, this term gets kind of thrown out there, and I guess it can mean different things to different people, but the term business casual, um, I'd say at a minimum, um, uh, business casual, uh, which might mean something like khaki pants or something like that. I'd say, I mean, at a minimum, uh, that's sort of the, the, the low threshold in terms of what I would generally advise a client to wear. Uh, but it doesn't, uh, doesn't hurt at all, again, to treat it like a, a formal event. Uh, doesn't, and we're not talking black tie, right, where you're coming in in a tuxedo, but you're coming in uh, wearing uh, uh, clothing, uh, which is in line with like a suit and a tie, uh, certainly nice if you're male, you know, female, you know, uh, uh, it's hard for me to give uh, advice to females in terms of what to wear, but if you were going on a dinner date with an individual wearing a suit, you know, what would you typically wear to that type uh, of event? And I would say uh, that's probably the standard uh, you want to be at in terms of court dates, in terms of making uh, the best uh, possible impression. You know, a lot of parties might come back and say, well, um, I don't have clothing like this right? I don't have clothing like this, and now I'm going to have to go out uh, and spend uh, significant sums of money to buy clothing for court. And for some parties, they might think uh, that that is prohibitive. Uh, and what I would say in the response to that is parties don't have to spend a lot of money uh, to really paint, right, a picture of respect, right? Uh, so there's certainly uh, uh, secondhand clothing stores uh, parties can go to, and get clothing uh, at a minimal cost, right, a second-hand uh, used-type clothing store. So if your budget is limited, I mean, go to a place like that or think about going to a place like that. You know, online individuals can buy uh, uh, used clothing of some kind uh, at a minimal price, uh, 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 you know, and order that online. I mean, sites like eBay, let's say, you could buy clothing sometimes at a fraction of the cost of what it would be new. And obviously, there's certain uh, certain stores out there, and you all know the names uh, of these stores where you can uh, uh, buy clothing at a, at a lot lower price uh, than some certain stores. And again, uh, it's going to paint a picture of respect to the court, uh, that you take the court date serious, and that uh, certainly re you respect the judge. And, and certainly, the outcome is important enough to you uh, that you're going to show deference and respect to the court. So again, uh, uh, generally better to overdress and underdress uh, and at the same time uh, watch certain clothing that's so casual in nature that it could paint a picture to a judge uh, that you're not really taking court or the court date seriously uh, enough. And then, you know, as a final note, again, have this discussion with your attorney if you have any questions. If you have any questions about what's appropriate, uh, what isn't appropriate, uh, certainly talk to your attorney and your attorney can give you guidance in terms of you know, what might be uh, appropriate and what might be taboo uh, with a particular judge in which you might be appearing before. So, again, that's the topic today. Uh, as a follow-up to the episode, go on over to FamilyLawHeadquarters.com. Check out the article titled, How Should I Dress in Court? Dated May 14, 2017. Well, thanks for tuning in today. Stay tuned to our next episode coming up. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to Family Law Talk with Kirk Stange. Visit StangyLawFirm.com for more about today's topic or to put Stangy Law Firm to work for your family today. 
the choice of a lawyer is an important decision that should not be based solely upon advertisements. Neither the Supreme Court of Missouri or Illinois reviews or approves certifying organizations or specialist designations. The information you obtain on this podcast is not, nor is it intended to be legal advice. You should contact an attorney for advice regarding your individual situation. We invite you to contact us and welcome your calls, letters, and electronic mail. Contacting us does not create an attorney-client relationship. Please do not send any confidential information to us until such time as an attorney-client relationship has been established. And finally, past results afford no guarantee of future results, and every case is different and must be judged on its own merits. Kirk Stang is responsible for the content. Principal Place of Business, 120 South Central Avenue, Suite 450, Clayton, Missouri, 63105.